The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. Stay tuned for the Network Live News Minute. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. Our passion is to help people all across the world succeed in marriage, relationships, and we're doing that. That excites me to think that we can all be about something to change the tide of what's going on in in America with marriages and family. You have a 100% chance of success in marriage. I want you to listen to that. Marriage Today with Jimmy and Karen Evans on Daystar. Today is October 22nd, and this is your Network Live News Minute. North Korea could acquire the ability to deliver a nuclear weapon to the United States within months, a top American spy official said Thursday. The Iran nuclear deal failed to permanently cut off Iran's path to a nuclear weapon, as well as thwart its Middle East terror activities, CIA Director Mike Pompeo said at a conference Thursday. Iran's powerful Revolutionary Guards on Thursday threatened a relentless fight against Israel a day after the U.S. urged the international community to confront Tehran over its destructive conduct across the Middle East. At least 120 demonstrators were arrested in Israel on Thursday as several thousand ultra-Orthodox Jews blocked a major intersection in central Jerusalem to protest against efforts to force them to enlist in the Israeli military like their secular compatriots. The Senate passed a 2018 budget resolution late Thursday that will serve as the vehicle for comprehensive tax reform, the Republican Party's top legislative goal. This has been your Network Live News Minute. I'm Rudy Rule reporting. Today on the Network Live, we'll be discussing domestic violence. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. With education and community involvement, we can take a stand to help stop these horrific acts. Today on the show, we'll be hearing from Executive Director of the Haven Family Shelter, Donna Jones. Find out more about how to stop the violence on the Network Live today.
about a mile from your location. Are there any weapons in your house? No. Can you stay on the phone with me? No. Uh, see you soon. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Network Live. I'm your host, Debbie Rule. Thank you for being with us today. Today on the Network Live, we'll be visiting with Donna Jones, Executive Director of the Haven Family Shelter. Good morning, Donna. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Network Live. Thank you for having me, Debbie. I certainly appreciate it. And you're going to talk with us today about Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And we want to bring awareness to this because a lot of people don't really understand what that is or maybe what the Haven does to help people in that situation. Yes, ma'am. First, what I would like to do is I would like to define what domestic violence is. There's a lot of misconception that domestic violence is all about um, the physical abuse, Mm -hmm. which that is the most common. Um, But what domestic violence is, it is a pattern of coercive controlling behavior that can include physical abuse, emotional or psychological abuse, sexual abuse, or financial abuse, which is using money and financial tools to um, exert their control. Um, The physical abuse can include hitting, punching, slapping, strangling, um, hurting or killing um, animals, which is a lot more common than a lot of people think. That is um, we all know how important our animals are to our, are to us, and it has become such an issue that in about 2015, uh, Congress passed a House bill of um, House Bill 1258, I believe, that animals can now be included in a protective order. So that wow. is how, right. That is how. Um, how serious, you know, preve- you know, prevalent that that issue is. So, when you're talking about animals, you're talking about an abuser that uses an uses an animal to torture exert. the other person or yes. exert control. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll. Um, yeah, I mean, we've heard about it numerous times. Um, you know, I can't leave because he'll hurt my hurt my children. He'll hurt my um, dogs, and you know. If you're not a dog lover, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's, like you know, it's right. I mean, and it's across, I mean, it's across the nation. I mean, obviously, this is a, a tactic that a abuser uses, and it's being recognized. So mm-hmm. um, that's just, you know, that's a part of the manipulation, power, and control that abuser uses. So it's right. it's something that many people don't know. So if that is preventing you from leaving a relationship, um, you know, which we'll talk later about what those um, reasons are for a victim to stay, you know, just know that that is a right that you have, that the victims have. Okay. That's interesting. I had not heard about that particular part of it, but it makes sense. Yes. Because if they're abusing a person, then, of course, they're going to be abusive and mean to an animal or to a child or anything that they can to get that person's attention. Yes, ma'am. So I would like to talk a moment about the resources that are available to victims. And these are resources that we um, have at the Haven. If for some reason um, we have a resource that, or, you know, we have a need that needs to be 
um, taking care of outside of our um, organization, we can find those resources for you. Um, it includes free counseling, crisis intervention, shelter, transportation, legal advocacy, advocacy um, help in obtaining protective orders. Um, there is just really a lot that we can do to help mitigate that the impact that that has on uh, your current situation. We have a 24-hour hotline that is answered. Um, these are anonymous calls, and we do not discuss a call, you know, to someone else without permission. And one thing that I would like to mention that, you know, like I said, we have the Texas Council on Family Violence. They work very hard in obtaining the rights for victims. Sometimes it seems like the offender might have more rights. So the Texas Council on Family Violence is working really hard. And one of the great House bills that was currently passed was House Bill 3649. And what that does is that allows a victim and an advocate to have privilege. Clergy had privilege, you know, they don't have to report and so forth. Being said, now as advocates, we have privilege. So conversations that they have with the advocate. Now, there, there's going to be some situations where this might fall out of the House bill limitations. For the most part, subpoenas will not include conversations that an advocate and a survivor have. That's really important to the healing of survivor. And it's, it also doesn't re-victimize them by having to go to court, tell it all over again. And also, you know, sometimes fine line of who's a victim, who's, who's a abuser, because sometimes it's fight or flight. That's just part of the cycle. Mm-hmm. So, there again, there is that privilege that we do now have. So, which is huge in our area. What we see a lot, I think, is they need a place where they can trust yes. and talk to someone and process things yes. because that's part of their healing. And I think for being clergy and knowing that, and it's probably the same guidelines that you'll have as an advocate as well, is they're endangering themselves or someone else. Right. Then you can re- then yes. you must report that. But other than that, having a safe place for them to come. Because they're violated all over again every time this is said, from my understanding. Yes, ma'am. So there's like these open wounds, and they're never really healed. And so that's great that you're able to do that now, have a safe place for people to come and trust someone. Trust is a big deal, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're just learning how to do that. Right. And, you know, one of the um, most frequent questions that we get asked from the community is, why do victims stay or why do they go back? Mm-hmm. We need to change that question. We need to have different conversations and we need to find out why do abusers abuse. If we can get down to that, we can really uh, limit or we can decrease the victimization. Ask to yourself, you know, why is that abuser abusing? And when we're asking that question, it should never be, a a reply of, well, if she wouldn't do this or if she wouldn't do that or Mm -hmm. it's her fault because. And, and, And I do want to state that when we talk about domestic violence, we're always using him as a victim. I'm sorry, him as the abuser and her as the the victim, the majority of the women nationally that mm-hmm. are victims are female. In fact, 85% are female and 15% are male victims. For argument's sake, do recognize that men are victims. In fact, we serve men at our shelter, yes. as many other shelters do. Yes. So I just wanted to clarify that. There is a real fear of death when mm-hmm. a victim leaves. And, you know, I struggle each time I do these segments 
I don't like to give those numbers mm-hmm. of the women that are killed after leave their relationship because it's sometimes it'll seem like, well, it's safer just to stay. Right. And if you look at the statistics and you see that, you'll think, yeah, you know, I might as well just stay in this relationship. However, there is help. Yes. That is why it's important to come to the shelter to reach out, whether right. it's our shelter or if you're in another town or if you just don't feel comfortable because, you know, Brady is a small town, call us. We can right. put you in contact with those where where you would like to go. Right. So the key is, you know, sa- safety does not always mean staying. Right. Um, but there are resources. There is hope, and you just need to pick up that phone and make that call. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, tell a friend. Yes. Say, hey, I have a friend that's going through this situation. How can I help her? Yes. You know, we're, domestic violence is not going to end but just those working in the movement. The right. haven is not going to end domestic violence. Right. You can end domestic violence. You can make that impact. Right. And I think we need to bring community awareness that it takes all of us to support and to understand what domestic violence is. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, why do they say, well, she if she wouldn't have done this, then right. he wouldn't have done that. Or if he wouldn't have done this, then she wouldn't have reacted that way. And that's wrong because mm-hmm. a person needs to be responsible for their yeah, behavior. And regardless of what someone else is, you know, is doing, you're still responsible for your behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we put that on someone, they don't feel like they could leave because they feel responsible. And I think that's the cycle of most people that are abused. They feel yes. responsible yes. and they feel guilt and they, they feel shame. Mm-hmm. And for them to be able to come ask for help is mm-hmm. a big deal. Right. And another, you know, a tactic of an abuser is... And Again, power and control. Yes. That's what this is about. Um, their tactic is, well, no one's going to help you. No one's going to believe you. You have nowhere to go. You can't survive without me. Again, contact a domestic violence program. Yes. We will put you in touch with, if we can provide a resource for you, we will find someone who can. Yes. And, and we're not there to tell you what you need to do, what you have to do. We're there to give you your options. We're there to lead you through this process. It's not an easy process. You're not going to walk into our shelter and all your problems are going to be fixed. Right. But we're there to help you navigate through this transition, this healthy transition that that you're making in your life. Earlier I talked about why, you know, some of the reasons why women stay. Last year, 146 women were killed in Texas due to acts of domestic violence by their intimate partner partner. 40% of those women that were killed, uh, killed after their relationship ended. So let's quit having that conversation of why do they stay? Let's start asking, why does the abuser abuse? And I really like your point. Only one person is responsible for their action. Women killed, that's a a Texas statistic. On average, three women die at the hands of a current or former partner every day. Wow. Every day. Wow. That could happen in our town at any time. Things happen in our community. Mm-hmm. We need to open our eyes, mm-hmm. and we need to be aware of what's going on. Right. And I think we need to be a resource, like you were saying, a friend. Mm-hmm. If you recognize something that is unhealthy, it doesn't mean that you're butting in, but you could save someone's life. 
by just yeah. taking your friend aside and saying, you could go and talk to someone that would help you be able to get counseling that you need. A lot mm-hmm. of times that will motivate the person that has the issues to be mm-hmm. able to get some help too. And and it can help and people can be rehabilitated. I'm so glad you brought up that point because that was going to be my next conversation. Can abusers change? Absolutely. Yes. But it's just like any other person they have to want to. Right. They have to make that decision to change. And, you know, most of the things that we see come in and say, I love him. I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want him to stop abusing me. Right. They don't want the, the relationship to end because it's not that simple. I've been in my relationship. I've been married to my husband for 26 years. Yes. Um, let's just say tomorrow he became abusive. Even though I've had a lot of training and I and, recognize, and, and I recognize what is not right. I have to stop and consider, do I really, is this something, I love him. We've had, I mean, it's just. You've had a life together. We've had a life together. So it's not that easy. It's not right. that easy just to get up and walk away. There's so many barriers that prevent, mm-hmm. you know, a victim from, from doing that. And life um, is full of the times that they're being abused and controlled. But there are windows of time where those women experience love in their relationship and family and concern from that person as well. So it is hard for them to to get out of that relationship. And I think it's even hard for them to recognize what's unhealthy. Because when you are in a relationship where you are being abused, you are unhealthy yourself and you're not recognizing the things that are not healthy in your relationship. Right. And one um, analogy I like to give, and, you know, it shocks me that um, people have never heard this. Some people had maybe, you know, the older generation. I use the frog analogy. It's you have a a boiling pot of water, and you take a frog and you put that frog in that water. What's that frog going to do? Jump out immediately because, you know, a shock. Right. Say that you put that pan of um, water on the stove, and you put that frog in at that time, turn the turn the heat up. That's gradually going to get. It doesn't even know that it's getting that hot until it gets to that point. I got to get out of here, and it jumps out. Right. I mean, so you know, that's I I see that as how it is in relationships. Mm-hmm. He's this way one day, but the next day he's this way, and then good, and then it's bad. It's good, and right. it's bad, and it just. We make excuses. We don't Mm -hmm. recognize it. Right. And that is really common among the teens. Yes. You know, they're at that crush, and that person is charming. Charming. And and drawing them in. Right. And, and, you know, he just wants to be with me all the time. And Instead of saying he's controlling me, he just wants to be with me. Right. And, you know, so it's it's important that we we educate our our teens. And, in fact, you know, I was going to talk about this towards the end of the program, going into the high school, and we're working to develop a teen leadership program um, with That's those awesome. that want with those teens that want to volunteer with us and we're kind of making them a little a little group of those that will go into the school and help with the campaigns that we have going on you know I can sit and talk to a teen all day about um, the adult but right. if we have those teens that are it, it doesn't necessarily I mean it could be it really can be anybody if they see them as a peer Mm-hmm. They're going to more than likely listen to them more than they would, you know, you and I. 
Right. Um, so that's... They're more, probably more willing to open up mm-hmm. to a peer and tell what's really going on right. than they would to an adult. Right. And, you know, this is a, a great segue into... we. I hear a lot of times um, when a victim will come in and they will say, you know, talk about their abuse. And one thing that I always ask, is he abusing the children? Is he Does he do these things to the children? I, the response I usually get is, no, he loves them. And I'm like, but he loves you too, right? Right. So that's like, oh, wait a minute. And we have to re- remember that as a parent, as an adult, yes. we are a role model. Yes. Our children look up to us. If you're in a if you're in a relationship and your um, your husband is abusing you, the son's going to be like, oh well, daddy's doing this, so it's okay if I do it. Fifty mm-hmm. percent, and it possibly could be more, but I know it's at least fifty percent yes. of the men who grew up to be abusers had an abusive father. Right. And looking at the the victim standpoint, their daughters are going to think. Oh, well, it, this is normal. It's okay. You know, my mom tolerated it, you know, and she got through it. Let's stop that cycle. It's up right. to us to stop that cycle. Right. So you just you just have to remember, what are your children seeing? Are yes. you displaying healthy relationship? That's or are right. you displaying a relationship of tolerating abuse, manipulation, yes. control? We have yes. to set those examples. We we're, have to define what those are. We're teaching our children how to have relationships, whether yes, we ma'am. realize it or not. Yes, ma'am. Just by the environment that they're living in. This has been a great program, and I know we want to learn more about domestic violence and what we can do right. as a community to make things better. Because if something's going to stop, we Mm -hmm. have to be active in that, and we have to have an education. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be educated on this, to understand that it's not only females, but it's males as well, and to understand the warning signs that we have to look at in ourselves and Mm -hmm. maybe in our family relationships as well. Donna, do you have some information about where they can contact if if someone is in a relationship that they feel is unhealthy mm-hmm. or they know someone that is in an unhealthy relationship, mm-hmm. who can they call and what can they do to get the help that they need? They can call the Haven at 325-597-7644. We are there. You know, we answer the line 24 hours. Right. Um, call us. If you, if you think you may be in a relationship but you're really not sure, um, you know, let us help you. Let let's yes. let us help you navigate that. Some of the signs, um, but this is not inclusive. This is there. There's a lot more signs to mention. He wants to move in a relationship quickly. You know, let's move in right now. Let's do this. That's kind of a that's yes. that's starting a, a control. Now again, that doesn't mean that if that's happening in your relationship, that does not mean that you are automatically in an abusive relationship. Right. Um, I know with my husband, you know, it, of course, you know, I was 19 years old, and not many that get married at 19 are still married. I mean, yes. that's just the way yes. that, that it is. He seems too good to be true. That's, yes. you know, and especially if you're going online to try to meet that yes. perfect person. Yes, you know, there is no be. perfect person. There, There is not. <laughs> you need to look um, at that. Um, you know, and... He doesn't want you to be with your friends, or she doesn't want you to be with your friends that, you know, are showing up when you're, you're gathered with your friends. You know, that that's a sign. So if you're seeing some of these in yourself or some of these in um, a family member or a friend, 
that's a red flag. That's, mm-hmm. you know, call us. We can help you navigate how to help them, say, you know, what the what the options are. But one thing I do want to say, only one person is going to make that decision, and right. that, is the, that is the victim. They've got to make that choice. They've right. got to take that step, and it is not an easy step. It is not at all an easy step. Mm-hmm. So just be patient. Um, don't tell them what they have to do. Tell them what they should do. Yes. Um, in in a way of encourage of encouragement. Yes. Um, we can offer many services. We uh, provide services to men. We provide Good. services to women. You can bring your ch- you know your children as well. Mm-hmm. We have shelter. We can provide with transportation, counseling, crisis intervention. Yes. Um, you know we can provide those. So just give us a call and yes. let let us help you and work our program. And we feel that you'll leave there much. Com- much more confident and 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 safer, and you won't be likely to repeat the same things again in a, in another relationship. Because when you recognize things, then you're going to recognize things in someone else, and you're right. going to have a healthier, happier mm-hmm. rest of your life if you will right. get the help. That right, and a woman will leave a relationship seven to eight times before she's. Completely, I'm done with this. Um, There's always hope. And, you know, but don't, if if you're a victim and you're listening to this right now, don't say to yourself, oh, well, I've only left six times, so I really got, I mean, no, just make that step now. Make that, make that, set that. Set that boundary yes. for your relationship. And I want to say this, just being a person that is pro-marriage, you know, coming from a biblical standard and you shouldn't get divorced or that mm-hmm. kind of thing, your responsibility is to always be be sure that you are in a safe environment and that your children are in a safe environment. And that is not only physically, but that is emotionally and spiritually as well. It doesn't mean that you have to divorce. It means that you can get the help that you need and pray to God that things will get better. And then then you deal with the things that you have to deal with. But I think sometimes people get into a religious attitude of, I cannot leave this relationship because God's going to condemn me. No, God wants you to be in a safe place and a safe place for your children. Mm -hmm. So don't allow anything or anyone stop you from being in the safest place that you can be emotionally and physically Mm -hmm. for yourself and for your children. Right. And, you know, and, and, you know, if you're looking at it uh, biblically, you know, the Bible does say in the greatest of these is love. That's right. And love is not abuse. That's right. It, it sounds so cliche, but love is not abuse. That's right. And love is caring. Love is yes. kind and, and yes. so forth. So absolutely. Yes. I do want to talk real quick. Um, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. On October 27th, which is a Friday, it is at Brady Home Game. We will, and we've done this the past couple mm-hmm. years. We're going to be there throwing t-shirts, passing out, um, just some awareness, mm-hmm. awareness things. So we encourage, you know, everyone to go and participate in that. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you. It's uh, always a privilege to spend time with you and Thank learn you. more about what the Haven does, making our community a better place. Thank you, Debbie, for um, being a supporter of what we do. You're welcome. This month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, an opportunity to educate the community on the pattern of abusive behaviors that alter the lives of too many of our neighbors, friends, and family. If you would like more information about domestic violence or you are in a relationship and you need help, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. All calls are confidential and anonymous.
Domestic violence too often goes overlooked, especially if the abuse is emotional and psychological rather than physical. Just because a person isn't being battered doesn't mean that they are not experiencing abuse. If you think that you may be in an abusive relationship, ask yourself the following questions. Does your partner criticize or put you down? Have a bad and unpredictable temper? Threaten to take your children away or harm them? Force you to have sex? Control where you go or what you do? Keep you from seeing your friends or family? Act excessively jealous or possessive? Humiliate or yell at you? Get angry about clothes you wear or how you style your hair? Blame you for his problems or his bad mood? Pressure you to drink or use drugs with them? Or threaten to commit suicide if you leave? Any of these behaviors should be considered red flags, but the most telling sign of all is if you have fear for your partner. If you constantly have to watch what you say or do when around them, chances are the relationship is or will later become harmful. If this is the case, we urge you to seek the proper assistance as soon as possible. Recognizing these signs and taking action could save your life. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the Network Live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the Network Live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the Network Live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The Network Live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEOradio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.